Hello everyone, it's Ildar, and welcome to the second episode of Ask Me About North Korea, a podcast about the most reclusive country in the world. In this podcast, I'm answering widespread questions about North Korean politics, society, and culture, in a short and concise manner, based on factual evidence. If you like this podcast, I would be grateful if you could share it, leave a positive review, or subscribe. You can also visit the podcast website, www.askmeabouttprk.wordpress.com Also, as the name of the podcast suggests, please feel free to ask me questions in your comments and reviews. I will do my best to answer them in the next episodes. And now, let's start. One of the most recent questions that emerged about the DPRK last year was why North Korea has no official COVID-19 cases. So in this episode, I'll be talking about how Pyongyang dealt with the COVID-19 pandemic and why the situation there seems to be so stable. North Korea, which shares a long border with China, still maintains that it hasn't suffered from a single case of the COVID-19 infections. These claims have often been doubted and even ridiculed in international media outlets due to the usually propagandistic nature of the North Korean media reporting. Is it really true, though, that North Korea is lying about its COVID-19 situation? Let us take a look at what measures the DPRK has undertaken so far and what factors are playing in its favor. First, unlike many other countries, North Korea's extremely authoritarian government had the advantage of quickly mobilizing its population against the virus and imposing all the necessary restrictions without any resistance. Already in late January 2020, North Korea moved quickly against the virus when other countries were still discussing what measures should be taken. The borders were completely sealed off and all the foreigners arriving or residing in the country were put under one-month quarantine. This rule applied to the staff of local embassies and international organizations, while all the tourists were kicked out and prohibited from re-entering the country. Schools were closed, a ban on public gatherings and a mask mandate were introduced immediately. The second factor is that the population in North Korea is very well informed about the virus. The government's propaganda machine began to ratch up its coverage of the virus almost immediately after it was reported in China. All North Korean media outlets started talking about the virus symptoms and ways of preventing its spread. Many reports also cautioned citizens against potentially risky behavior such as touching your face with unclean hands or going into crowded places. Weirdly enough, this hasn't prevented the most bizarre unscientific theories and rumors from emerging in the country. In late 2020, for example, the foreign expat community in Pyongyang was strictly warned against playing with snow because it might allegedly infect them with COVID-19. Anyway, the third factor revolved around the peculiarities of the North Korean healthcare system. While it is certainly far from ideal, it does fare quite well if compared to the systems of the countries with similar socioeconomic indicators, like for example, South Sudan or Eritrea. Being practically a copy-paste of the old Soviet healthcare system that it largely learned from, state medicine in the DPRK aims at preventing and treating common diseases rather than exotic ones. Thus, it will be quite effective at dealing with the least problematic and asymptomatic COVID-19 cases. This, however, will be a rather unfortunate fact for those who might develop harsh symptoms because, well, there is no treatment for them. High-quality clinics, from what we know, exist only in Pyongyang and are largely used by the elites only. 
The last factor is that the North Korean leadership seems to take the virus threat very seriously. In fact, handling this pandemic well has become a matter of personal priority for Kim Jong-un. On January the 30th of 2020, Rodong Shingmun, the mouthpiece of Workers' Party of Korea, proclaimed that the government will also dispatch officials to the country's regions to help with the early detection of suspected cases, isolation, treatment, diagnostic reagents, and preparation of drugs. This shouldn't be surprising, though. Fending off a pandemic that ravaged so many countries would have a strong propagandistic effect on the population. In that case, Pyongyang can boastfully claim that it managed to protect its people from the deadly virus, unlike the governments of other countries. Even from a strategic socioeconomic perspective, Pyongyang simply couldn't afford this public health crisis either. It would simply ruin the country's economy. Let us now look at the other side of the argument. Why is then there so much skepticism about the epidemiological situation in the DPRK? Indeed, these doubts are not groundless. First, the North Korean mass media doesn't really have a very good reputation of objective coverage when it comes to, well, pretty much anything. Secondly, the country has conducted a very limited number of COVID-19 tests. According to a report by the World Health Organization in November 2020, the North has no confirmed COVID-19 cases, but has tested only 10,462 people as of end October. The population of the DPRK is approximately 25 million people. Third, the country borders China, which was the very first epicenter of the outbreak. Finally, North Korea reacts very aggressively to any sort of assumptions about suffering from the COVID-19 pandemic. In December 2020, Kim Yo-jong, sister of the North Korean leader, referred to South Korean Foreign Minister remarks about how the North has been, quote, grappling with the coronavirus as, quote, presumptuous. To be fair, though, Pyongyang is not known for being tolerant even of the most constructive criticisms from other governments. It might very well be that there have been individual cases, but they seem to have been quickly isolated and contained. From what we know so far, it is extremely hard to brush this pandemic under the carpet and pretend that nothing is happening. North Korea seems to have remained in a relatively stable position epidemiologically for a long time. In fact, in early summer of 2020, Kim Jong-un claimed shining success in combating the virus. A couple of months later, in October 2020, Pyongyang held a massive military parade to mark the 75th anniversary of the founding of the Governing Workers' Party. During the parade, not a single mask was inside. In any country with an ongoing pandemic, this sort of event would have become a COVID-19 superspreader. Nevertheless, we can see that unlike in Turkmenistan, another reclusive dictatorship that denies the spread of the virus at home, there have been no unofficial reports of the virus outbreaks in North Korea. Thus, there seems to be no evidence to suggest that North Korea is blatantly lying about how it handled COVID-19. In fact, now Pyongyang is already looking into opportunities to immunize its population, having shown some interest in both Russian and Chinese vaccines. If North Korea manages to maintain a stable situation for a couple of more months, it will surely use its entire state apparatus in 2021 to implement a mandatory immunization program as quickly as possible. After all, considering the peculiarities of the North Korean socio-political system, there won't be too many anti-vaxxers marching down the streets of Pyongyang. What do you think, though? Has North Korea really handled the pandemic that well? Or is it that Pyongyang has come up with a sophisticated plot to cover it up? Leave your opinion in the comments below in the review section. Please feel free to rate the quality of this episode, provide feedback, and ask any questions about North Korea that you might have. Thank you for listening, stay healthy, and stay tuned. <laughs>